0: hi amber hi megan welcome to bad movies
1: rock thank you megan megan welcome to bad movies rock where sometimes movies don't rock but they are still bad they are yeah
0: mm -hmm. this happens every once in a while and there was a great debate of whether we should record on this and we're gonna give it a try see see what mess we can make out of
1: this mess I'm. I'm always against doing like, that. This is. This is ultimately my problem. The rock scale. I don't think we need a regrettable because I think doing a regrettable movie violates the concept of what we're going for here. I agree, Amber.
0: But also, have you considered our schedules?
1: <laughs> no, I consider perfection. I consider oh, I my artistic integrity. I am chock full. Of integrity it is coming out my nose and Mm -hmm. my sphincter at all times
0: I've been meaning to tell you
1: you've got just a little bit of integrity just right. yeah and I just explained why it's there it's there because I'm so full of it it's oozing out Mm -hmm. orifices yeah
0: all right well that's been our podcast we just wanted to let you know we did watch a movie and it wasn't great so have a good week everybody at the very least this
1: isn't a situation in which it violated our moral, moral decrees on what movies should be and should get attention for. There, there, there was not egregious misrepresentations of peoples. There was not, it wasn't offensive. Which actually probably makes it less fun to talk
0: about because we, like, it's, it's that mediocre middle land where there's,
1: uh, we can't even, like, put it in its place. Yeah, I mean, we, we I don't think we're necessarily going to add anything to the conversation, Unless we get a little weird with it. Beautiful. So everyone, you're in for a treat. A weird episode of BMR where I don't know what we're doing, but we're gonna mm. do it. Yep. Amber, we watched Ghost Rider. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, Ni-
0: Nicholas Cage joint.
1: You know, after having watched Drive Angry, I feel justified in thinking, I think I liked this movie, right? The critics were probably wrong about it
0: the critics had to be wrong about it's it got you know it's a it's nicholas cage being a a comic book you know anti-hero guy with a flame skull i mean how could it go wrong
1: how could it go wrong megan i like flames i like anti-heroes i selectively enjoy nick cage in Mm -hmm. a very curated list of movies yeah exactly Let's
0: just cover it. Let's just get it get it over with. Let's tell you what this movie's about. All right. So Ooh, Nick Cage. Unexplained.
1: Get it over with? Mm, yeah. I love it when somebody <laughs> says that to me before doing something to me. Um, yeah. Oh God. Underwhelm me again, baby. <laughs> All
0: right. So Nick Cage plays Johnny Blaze, obviously. And it starts with a this young Johnny Blaze who sells his soul to a
1: Blasphemingly boring devil. Ooh, blasphemously boring L- devil. Excellent yeah. phrase. Excellent phrase. Thank you. I can't wait um, to unpack that later.
0: Yes, Mr. Um, Mephistopheles. Me- <laughs> oh no, <Mes-des-tophilies. laughs> It's so It's transmissible. Oh dear, Mephistopheles. Um, yes, that's the one. um and he does this to save his father's um, life from from cancer, um, and uh, so years later, Johnny Blaze has to pony up, and he has to become the Devil's bounty hunter, a ghost rider. Amber,
1: a ghost rider. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Mephistopheles then sends Blaze as his as his bounty hunter after his son, who's trying to use an old contract to bind a thousand corrupt souls to him to overthrow his dad and bring hell on earth.
1: Okay, so, you know, like a roundabout apocalypse.
0: Yes, which I feel like a number of our movies have been about that lately. And a familial power struggle. Hmm. So it's yes, about family.
1: Indeed. It's about hell on earth. It's about corrupt souls. I mean, vaguely, yeah. Is it also about love, Megan? Can, can we squeeze some love in here?
0: We can squeeze some love in there because, of course... Um, Nicholas Cage uh, uh, sells his soul for the love of of his father. He also then, because of all this, leaves the love of his life, Eva Mendez, high and dry, high and wet, uh, under a a tree while it's raining. He just drives off into the sunset.
1: He shows up. He shows up only to drive off. They make a promise to run away together, and then all this devil-selling soul dad dying thing happens. So he shows up in the rain to demonstrate that yeah, he didn't forget. He means to leave. Mhm. I'm not sure if that's better. No, she's waiting there under their favorite
0: tree with like her 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 rucksack of 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 18-year-old leaving her her small town to drive off with her love on his motorcycle and he just drives up and kind of looks at her sadly and drives away.
1: I mean, I guess it's it's Better than saying nothing? Maybe she'd be worried that something happened to him, or that maybe he did forget. I mean, this way, she gets some closure. Hi. No. Toodles. Yeah. Amber, um, let's,
0: let's, let's just, what does the critics say about this movie? They did not like this movie. No, no. They did
1: not like it with a cat. They did not like it in a hat. <laughs> did they like it with a bat or a rat? They did not like it with Nick Cage- they did not feel his comic book rage. I don't, I don't know. I've got nothing. It's uh, 35% for the critics, 39% for the users. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is 26 for the critics
0: and 48 for the audience score.
1: And I know usually you know, we'll, we'll talk about how they're wrong. A user score this low, we would talk about how, you know, maybe it's because it was female leads. Maybe it's because it's a video game or comic book property that, the fans are not excited about the portrayals that they had. I would say even going into this movie cold, not being a Ghost Rider fan. Yeesh. I would say being a Ghost Rider fan. And I think both Nick Cage and the director are fanboys. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, Nick Cage lobbied
0: hard to get this movie made and be the lead in it. did mm. he is, did. This is the shit he did to it. It's just upsetting.
1: It's not bad but it's it, not it, it ain't it's,
0: good and it is no. it is bad it's not it is it is bad but it's not like upsettingly bad or it's not like offensively bad i guess that's better i mean a lot of the the critics on rotten tomatoes you know um bash the plot which is fair the plot is thin but that doesn't always stop me from liking a movie i you mm-hmm. know mortal Kombat's plot was barely existent Oh, gosh, and yeah. it was fucking delightful. Oh, let's go watch it is, Mortal Kombat again. It is
1: so hard to come off a film like Mortal Kombat and go to a movie like this, which actually should have been safe. You know, we had Drive Angry, Great Nick mm-hmm. Cage, Hell-based fun fest that was totally underappreciated. Mortal Kombat, which was insanely underappreciated given what we got for it. And, and just in terms of, like, acting, effects, action, all top-notch shit. And the story was good enough. Like, like it yes. was... It did its job. Mm-hmm. Sure. Serviceable. Whatever. So yeah. a movie like this that has <laughs> so much source material to work with, an already built-in fan base, an interesting character, how do you make it this underwhelming? How do you yeah. bore me? How do you do me
0: dirty like this? Yeah. How do you it's do- a good question. The devil? Flaming Skullhead? Yeah. Eva Mendez? Oh, boy, Amber, don't get me started on the Devil. We, we are Sam... going to have a talk- <laughs> elliot
1: sam Sam motherfucking Motherfucking elliot
0: i'm so mad that he was in this movie and that this movie was not good like sam elliot's just you know amber when we were watching this movie in my board times i was looking up (laughs) sam (laughs) elliot while i was watching this movie and being totally underwhelmed by it Correct. I was looking up Sam Elliott and I was because what I want, what I decided I wanted was him to read me a book like an audiobook. It seems like he does. He has not done that, which is heart
1: heart wrenchingly sad for me. Of course you want him to read you an audiobook. Megan, all of the he he opens this movie with narration. He ends this movie with narration and he acts as you know, the mentor to Nick Cage's character. So we get a lot of Sam Elliott's just Sam Elliott voice doing Whatever the hell it wants to do. And yes, if you can listen to him in a movie like this saying utter nonsense. So much. It, it's it's he says nothing. But I would listen to Sam Elliott say nothing all day. It it does kind of feel like, you know, he could be reading somebody having like r- verbatim having a stroke and I would be OK with it. Not that I'm mm-hmm. mocking strokes. Believe me, I'm not. But the idea that someone is going through a bout of speech aphasia and just saying, toaster dinosaur lemur he could do that and i'd listen to it because the dialogue is along those lines i will tell you amber there is sam elliot reading lady gaga
0: lyrics out there so that's not what i wanted but still satisfying
1: yeah it's all right that's that's not bad it's not that's not quite as good as michael clark duncan reading jennifer love hewitt's romance novels we need something like that for sam elliot yeah lady gaga lyrics are too um like coherent <coughs> Sorry, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> I haven't read your book. Yes. So yeah, the movie is a mess. the 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 plot is a mess. They all kind of mentioned that the effects really aren't good. I mean, we're talking two thousand seven, so obviously not going to be Mortal Kombat level. This is this is fresh and fun effects, but they rely so heavily on them for the action scenes, which I really... heard those I heard those verbal air quotes, Amber. <laughs> I meant them. I meant I know. that they needed to be better than they were. If if they were going to use them so much to to get across kind of the visual action language of an action movie, and it really it so much of it just boiled down to really relying on. I, I think one of the critics say, you know, Nick Cage's charisma. Which does he have charisma? There there's there's a Community episode where there there's a a, a, a class being taught, it's it's actually very very good. Where you know Nick Cage. Good or good or not, mm-hmm. and no one can tell. And and one of the characters goes down a rabbit hole of watching too many Nick Cage's films and goes a little bit insane. We all know this. We all we all have movies we like by him. We all have movies we don't like by him. Then the movies where he's dramatic and the movies where he's crazy. And I don't know if he has charisma or not. But I sometimes, can't tell anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like to watch the man. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times. This is not one of those times. And and.
0: It's not, it's not helped by the fact that about half of the movie, he's a CGI skull face, that the voice doesn't even, it's either not his or it's heavenly, heavily, um, heavily uh, altered. Sure. Yeah. So it's, yeah. If you like Nicholas Cage's charisma, he is not there for most of the movie.
1: Yeah. And, and the mannerisms that he gives to Johnny Blaze are... They're not enough to hang your hat on. You know, he's, he's obsessed with the Carpenters. He doesn't drink because he gives him nightmares. So he eats red and yellow jelly beans out of a martini glass. And he points like a weirdo. One of the critics mentioned he plays the role like a kind of zen Elvis. Then everybody knows you know, his obsession with Elvis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Elvis and Superman. But it is, it's not enough. It's not interesting enough. There are a couple of playful moments that are almost funny and almost make you interested. But it's so much of the movie just kind of throws you out of the story by by not having much of a story, by having weird things happen, by having the characters not be compelling or really seem to be phoning it in a bit. And then, you know, there's Eva Mendez's character who Mm -hmm. is somewhat problematic in how they work with her and what she represents and what she's asked to do and her lines. And one critic, I think it was the New York Times critic, yeah, Jeanette Katsoulis, if Mendez ever finds a director willing to allow her to perform with her shirts fully buttoned, there will be no stopping her. I am not against seeing women's breasts. I am not against cleavage. But there was a very concerted effort made to make sure that her boobs were constantly on display, including when she, there was, there was, she walks into his apartment, like Johnny Blaze's apartment at one point, with a button-up shirt on, and it is unbuttoned to below her breasts. Yeah. For yes. Again, it looks great, but... Why am I seeing so much of this woman's boobs? Yeah. There are other it, buttons on that damn shirt.
0: There are. Apparently, um, she she purposefully um, gained some weight to become more voluptuous to better mirror the character who's in the comic books. Um, but it's just, yeah, her, it, it seems less about her than it does her body in this movie. And that's that's a super bummer. And and they give her hardly anything to work on, work with, and her character is just kind of like a,
1: I don't know, the woman who loves the man who doesn't deserve to be loved, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 is 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 just gonna be there for him, is is gonna continue to carry a torch for him after being abandoned, and and she does get to be evolved in it mm-hmm. when they meet up again as adults her covering his life as a fucking stunt driver or daredevil driver she, she 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 gives him so much empathy like his dad had just died when he decided to bail on their runaway plans she's like i get it you saw a traumatic thing you couldn't deal with it or you weren't in a place like i get it we were just kids it's fine And then Mm -hmm. he goes out of his way to insert himself back into her life, despite the fact that all of the circumstances that kept him away from her are still true. Right. Bails on her again, but then continues to want to keep her close. And she just can't help herself. Why? Yeah. She even acknowledges that,
0: like, he has not changed since they last knew each other, meaning that he is still that, you know, 18-year-old boy and doing bicycle tricks.
1: Yep, irresponsible childs, rushing headlong into things without thinking about the consequences, don't live in fear, is some shit he just keeps fucking saying. Easy to say when, again, you can't die. Right. And you don't seem to have any responsibilities or cares or attachments. Like, it's just, it, 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 his entire life philosophy is sort of, I'm going to do what I want. Putting myself in danger is good and fun. And his life is doing stunts and making money off of selling video games and posters of himself. Right. Despite Eva Mendez's character
0: acknowledging all of this, she still wants him and will decides
1: to forgive him for everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's too bad. Even that scene where she's in the restaurant waiting for him to show up and she's drinking glass after glass of wine and the waiter coming and judging her and she drunkenly asks, "You think I'm pretty right?" Oh, yeah, it's just like this. I need validation from a man to tell me
0: my gorgeous self is gorgeous.
1: Because I'm feeling insecure that I'm getting stood up again by the same guy. By a dick,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Who then doesn't apologize. Uh, yeah, no, he he never, never does. And then it becomes, well, oh, if I tell her the truth, she's not going to believe me. And then when he does, she doesn't believe him. And then she sees it with her own eyes. And that whole conceit, dude was just throwing fire around his apartment yeah right before she walked in the door yep if you want her to believe you give her some proof Maybe you didn't even believe that the devil was the devil even after he fucking resurrected you and made your father healthy again right. damn son what what are you expecting from her yeah
0: so anyway critics are not wrong however however I feel like they miss some things. They did miss some very important things about why
1: this movie is not fun. Things that could have made it fun. Things that that, that they did, I feel like, in a way that was just so boring, so uninspired. Yeah. You know, the critics should have mentioned it. And I feel like we can help for future people who want to, you know, dig through this project and and see where it went wrong so that they can learn from its mistakes and, and do a better job. We're here for you as yeah, a resource. Exactly. I think I said that well. Very much so you did. Thank you.
0: Amber, shall we
1: unpack uh the blasphemingly boring devil? Sure, let's let's start with the blasphemously boring devil that Megan is upset about. And I I'm I'm, so I'm with bad. you. I'm with you. With. Yeah.
0: We've got Peter Fonda playing the devil and his portrayal is it's it's toothless and it's um it's it's dull he he tricks johnny cage into selling his soul for saving his dad's life from cancer and then of course his dad dies the next day monkey's paw wish um no no. and and then and then the devil like shows up and is like "Hey, hey, hey i fucked you over anyway you're gonna be my bounty hunter later i'll i'll catch up with you in a few years and then he does, and then he sends him after us. His- anyway, it's all, it's, he's got no charisma. He's, he, like, at the end, he's like, uh, uh, he wants to take the Ghost Rider's powers away, and, and Nicolas Cage is able to say, no, you can't have them, and I guess the devil can't take them back? It's just, he's, it's, it's so sad. Amber, we love our
1: devilish, trickstery characters, there there are so many better more interesting portrayals of the devil it it depends on how you want to do it like it's it's you know you're going with the the typical you know abrahamic religious devil of either he's a seductive charming trickster who at core is super evil or he's just a monster or he's a seductive monster but it it you can do so many more interesting things with that concept. That, that and, and the concept of of them, you being seduced by evil, the concept of you being tricked by evil, the concept of you being tempted, and then sort of having that big reveal of oh yeah, I'm the devil. Oh yeah, I'm super evil. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm all up in your life, and I am just brain fucking you right now. <laughs> and it's and, and you 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 mentioned when we were watching it how he's he's not in the movie very much, so so you shouldn't expect. You know, maybe you shouldn't expect that much. But if you look at it in a movie like Constantine, have you, have we? I have not, no. We haven't gotten there yet. We'll, we will get there. I think that that's a, m- a movie worth doing. Peter Stormare plays the devil in that one. Sorry mm-hmm. to ruin it. You don't mind spoilers, though. I I, I do not. And
0: actually, I, no, go ahead. Sorry, You already knew. I, well, because I've been looking up. Better devils? Great, great devils. So um, He's up there. It,
1: a, a lot of people yeah. really, he is barely in the movie. He is in the movie for a minute, and he is pure evil. But his portrayal is delightful. He does such a good job; it's meaty as hell, and it's just a few minutes. And that is so much better. He's still he's still reasonable. You can still talk to him. He's still it's, it's he's not just this mindless destructive force, nor is he this tepid. I assure you, I'm evil force, which is kind of how right. Peter Fonda played it. it. It was he was constantly powerless. He made a deal. He could kill Johnny Blaze's father. He could keep Johnny Blaze alive. He could give him lots of powers. But, well, I guess as soon as his evil son shows up on Earth, they tell us with their words that he can't do anything to hurt him. Right. So he Not- has to send his rider right. after him. Yeah. And then, yeah, if his rider is like, no, nah, I want to keep my powers and I'm going to use them to thwart you on Earth. Apparently, the devil just has to go, OK, and walk away. Yeah. Actually, he goes, no,
0: and then disappears in a mist or something.
1: And there's, you know, there's even that scene when he's first approaching young Johnny Blaze and he's striding down the deserted carnival, you know, midway, and all the lights are going out as he cane walks down. To, and it's, you know, Devil can teleport. So he just yeah. made that slow walk of burning out bulbs for himself fine. Mm-hmm. But then there's no flair later on. He just, the, yeah. the, the biggest thing about him being monstrous is every once in a while, there'll be like a lightning flash and a, an evil shadow will appear where there should be the shadow of a man. Or, you know, you'll see, you know, an outline of monstrous teeth under his skin or he'll growl all the time. Like there, there was constant use of like the growl in the vocals for the yeah. you know, evil characters. It was just so boring. Yeah. Even Neidhart is was just creepy and just killed people and that's what he did yeah blackheart i think blackheart sorry
0: yeah Wes bentley plays blackheart and uh the son of of um peter fonda and yeah even him is is maybe slightly better than his dad but but still feels really
1: meh boring i mean jack nicholson in the witches of eastwick you know Mm -hmm. not attractive man but it's he, he, he got to know the women. He got all up in their lives. He corrupted them and then, you know, mm-hmm. became a crazy monster thing at the end. There's so many more interesting ways to do the, you know, Abrahamic concept of the devil. Or if you want to go for the trickster version of the devil, which is not at all in keeping with, I, I don't know a ton about Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Frankly, I have I read the Old and New Testament? Yes. Do I have a degree in religion? Yes, but it's not the life that I live. So I know enough to say that I don't know that much. But I also got to say the devil is not a fucking trickster figure. (laughs) And Mm, sometimes people want to use him that way and that's fine Mm -hmm. because it's so divorced from the actual concept, but it is. There are much more interesting ways to use sort of a demonically, like a, using Christian demonic sensibilities to make a trickster figure. Yeah. They're smooth. They're charming. They're Amber. smart.
0: Okay. I've got an, an example of this one from movies that we've watched. Billy Zane and Demon Knight.
1: Absolutely. Billy Zane and
0: Demon Knight. So good. And exactly what you're describing. He is Like manipulative. But like, um, yes. Fucking monster. But he will like manipulate you and make you want to give your soul to him. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what the point is with mm-hmm. kind of a demonic f- figure like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about the fact that he approaches all of them individually to offer them something that they specifically want. Mm-hmm. He's smooth and seductive. He, he builds them up. He offers them their missing hand. Like it's... hmm uh-huh. It's fun to watch. And then he yes. rips out somebody's heart and gets his hands stuck in their chest cavity. It's, it's, yeah. yes, that that is how you can do a devil. Or you can storm air a devil. Or you can, oh my gosh, legend a
0: devil. Yes, Ember. This was the other thing I was going to say is almost every one of the things that I looked up that was best, you know, devils on film, it's Tim Curry
1: in Legend. I, he's amazing. I mean, the makeup alone is, is iconic. I mean, he... Yes. He's not even playing the devil. He's playing darkness, but they made him classic red skinned, fanged, horned, clawed, whole orange. devil. Yep. And still made him sexy seductive. Yeah. What's he doing there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, gyrate some more, man. <laughs> okay. I'm into it. Dark side. It is. Let's kill some yep. unicorns. <laughs> yep. Um,
0: uh, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic portrayal of, of kind of that darkness figure. Other ones from, you know, things we've talked about. Um, Fickner, Finchner, Fick, William Fickner. He wasn't really... He wasn't a devil, but he was
1: like from hell. I mean No, it... I don't think he was from hell. I think he was he was like a portrayal of death. Mm. And so he, he yes. dealt in like making sure that things were where they were supposed to be.
0: Sure. We also have William Sadler in Bill and Ted as death also yep. portray also death um and uh it, we, we've just talked about ray wise as in the reaper oh my gosh again
1: charismatic silly evil
0: evil yeah mm-hmm.
1: like it's i i'm fine kind of infusing their the charismatic seduction hey i'm just a good guy part with that tricksterness right of like yeah. it's playful it's silly i'm just i'm thwarting your expectations and making things like the difference between the Christian concept of the devil and tricksters is is that the Christian concept of the devil is truly just evil. He he, he mm-hmm. is bent on twisting the hearts and minds and souls of men to darkness and putting darkness on the world and undoing God's creation or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. tricksters mm-hmm. are not evil. They are the embodiment of kind of chaos and unpredictability. And are often right. kind of culture heroes. They, they make the world as they are. They usually champion the causes of man, even as they undercut man and make them learn valuable lessons. But What Christianity doesn't tend to do is admit for the concept of chaos, of unpredictability. And that's the difference. You don't have a trickster figure there because things are exactly as they're supposed to be. And the only Mm. reason they ever go wrong is because of evil, either in the hearts of man or the devil himself. I'm just saying, if you want to make a hybrid creature, absolutely cool. But it is, I also, like, I like the, I've always liked the kind of the the concept of the devil that, that refutes judeo-christian kind of abrahamic sensibilities like the one Mm -hmm. that's mentioned in drive angry where Fickner talks about the devil as yeah he's the warden of a really big prison he likes to read and he doesn't like it when babies are sacrificed to him that concept that okay so if there is a hell isn't it really just a place where people who decide to do bad things go and some guy it's it's that uh more of a hades concept right where you're sort of just you are the one who has to deal with this. That's where the mm-hmm. dead people go, and you're in charge of the dead people. Are you fundamentally evil, no. or do you just have it's a just job kind of... that freaks people out?
0: Right. Yep. Um, because I'm very D and D centric in my lore right now. We've got the Raven Queen filling that kind of sure. um, slot where it's like she's not she's not bad. She's just kind of this is the way. This is the natural progression of time and life. And if you're, you know, if you've if if you thwart death, then she's going to come for you because, like, you're now unnatural, right? And that can be sad for your characters who have thwarted death because she's coming for you. But, um, yeah, she's not evil. She's just trying to make things go like they're supposed
1: to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's so many more interesting things you can do, and there's so many twists that you can put on it in different cultures and concepts that you can pull with, and this sort of seem to go really standard. Okay, the devil is just an evil guy who wants evil souls, but wants them for himself and to hoard the power of of the souls for himself. And so his son is trying to stage a coup and he's also just straight up evil and has no other thing other than, I want to take the souls and rule the world. Right. Okay, fine, you know, black and white devil evil, but then you make him Peter Fonda's devil, super toothless, super powerless and kind of petty. Yeah, I'm going to cure your dad. And then let's be clear. I am then the next time he does a trick going to stand inside the tent and make him die with my power. And then I'm going to come and tell you that I made him die with my power so that you wouldn't have any attachments to distract you from the job that you might be doing later in life when I decide I need you.
0: Right. And so that you would be super pissed at me for that later on and defy me and then keep your powers and yeah
1: so the devil's just kind of a petty dum-dum yeah i mean if if he's been running evil in the world for this long you would think that he would see this coming you would right this betrayal of you gave me enough power to kill your son even after he absorbed a thousand souls you know what? I'm going to keep it. I'm going to do you dirty, devil man. How you like them apples? Yeah. Well, I do not it... like them, sir. <laughs> I do not like those apples. This is, I am offended. As the devil, I am offended. And I am powerless to stop you, as it turns out. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I can't do shit about it. And I was just outsmarted by Johnny
1: Blaze. Johnny Blaze, the that dude good. who jumps a motorcycle over stuff for a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can even just say it's super self-interested. He's, he's he's not very good at the stunts he does. He's constantly falling.
0: Right. That is the thing that so um Peter Fonda essentially saves Johnny Blaze like right after his dad dies. He gets into a motorcycle accident and, and um he resurrects Johnny Blaze and essentially says, "You're no good to me dead." And so ever after Johnny Bleeds can do whatever the fuck he wants to because he can't die because the devil wants him alive to do shit for him later.
1: And then he makes a career making a ton of money off of that immortality. Right. Yep. It's, I mean, I guess he's still aging, but off of the fact that, like, the first stunt we see him do as an adult, he runs himself over with his own bike. Right. Yep. He did. Yeah, he should be.
0: Which, um, his best friend, uh, Mac, who's played by Donald Logue, um notes like he's starting to catch on uh to the fact that johnny cage johnny cage mm, yes johnny blaze cannot be um cannot die he's like you should have been dead from that and a million other stunts you've done
1: and then when he's you know trying to woo eva mendez with his motorcycle antics on the fucking highway he's not putting anyone else like he's he's putting everyone else in danger and not putting himself in danger
0: right yeah uh highway um, jinks with a motorcycle is that that leads to death for many people
1: and then continuing to keep Eva Mendes in his orbit once shit starts to go crazy is bonkers it's fucked yeah yeah and and um Donald
0: Logue um I keep on saying Donald but it's not it's Donald <clears throat> Donald yeah
1: get Irish with him Don- mad-
0: madam yeah Donald. Donald Logue um as his friend Mac is is like you were saying that he's He's great. I mean, he's a, the actor is great.
1: I like the actor. He plays this role well. Like, did I make you watch Life? Yes, 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 yes. I love Life. That's such mm-hmm. a good two-season show. I don't even know if I've recommended it yet. But, like, he he does such a good job in that show, and he plays a very similar role, sort of like the buddy, the the partner, who's trying to help the other guy do something he doesn't fully understand but keep him sane and comfortable. I mean, he's he's not his his partner he's he's like his chief but yeah i don't know he's i've seen him play similar characters to this and do a much better job and i don't think it's his fault i think he got he just had a bad role the the lines weren't good the direction probably wasn't helpful and then towards the end they just kill him off yeah and there's there's no emotional impact to it he's supposed to he's 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 been the voice of reason he's been saying hey man i'm the one who cares about you i want you to survive i want you to be happy maybe we should take a break
0: yeah, something he, weird's happening because you don't die. Like, I'm picking up on this shit that's happening.
1: And you're reading these crazy books. And hey, man, I'm, you know, he's he's supposed to be sort of the real world influence. And then they kill him off at the exact same time that they start to actively endanger Eva Mendez with the big bad. And right. so you just have the scene where Nick Cage runs in. He's like, oh, no, Mac. Oh, no, Eva. And then we don't care about right. Mac anymore.
0: Right, we never mention him again.
1: Never again. His good sweet I don't, who was he again? I don't know. We don't he's dead, so I guess we don't have to care. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's yep. they, There are a lot of uh, things that they do in this movie that that are like that. They kind of like pick something up and then throw it away or the arc of it just really doesn't have the impact or the payoff that it really should.
0: Speaking of things that kind of don't have a huge impact when um so Wes Bentley Blackheart um, decides he's going to take over the world by by getting these thousand souls. He calls on these um, three, um, like
1: elemental bad guys, to come help him. Indeed, in the mythology of the movie, Megan, mm-hmm. these three are angels that were cast out of heaven mm-hmm. and have hidden in the elements until yes. the end of days.
0: Yes. And we've got earth, wind, and water. And Johnny Cage, my God, okay, (laughs) Johnny Blaze um, (laughs) burns through the, like, he murders them within the first three seconds of encountering every single one of them. They mean nothing to him. They are, like, they are are supposed to be barriers for him to conquer, and he conquers them without thought, planning, or interest. (laughs) It's just, like... There's nothing to them, and there's nothing he does. It, it, it's he's OP from the very beginning. Um, yeah. No, the, the
1: wind one takes a, a couple a couple tries, but then he mm-hmm. gets it within a few minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. They're they're not. And again, the fights are 100 percent CGI. They're very very fast, and there are no stakes. There's it's oh okay you're dead now. Oh okay he and now he's... okay and he's dead. Even the fight with Nightheart is really very. He shoots him a few times and then. Mm-hmm. And does a thing, there's a penance stare. It, it is so boring. Yeah. And I, see, now we're falling into the trap of complaining about it. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Sam Elliott said nonsense, complete and utter nonsense, but did it so well. There was almost an interesting story. The movie actually begins with Sam Elliott narrating a time when a town went full evil. And the Ghost Rider at that time collected the contract on that thousand souls. And then he was like, dude, if I give this to the devil, you're going to be too powerful. What's he going to do with those souls, you'd ask? And how would just a thousand souls make the devil so OP that something bad would happen? We don't know. And apparently we don't care because we're not going to talk about it. Right. Wouldn't, and so, Wouldn't the devil have over a thousand corrupted souls? One in, would think. In hell?
0: But maybe not one specific devil? I don't know. Maybe
1: people are better than we think they are, Megan. I, and the, this Ex- town went super dark. <laughs> yeah, except that we're told that it was a town of really good people until the devil started making contracts. So I'm like, yeah. which is it? Are they good people? Or are they a thousand assholes? Or does the devil have that much power that he can fully corrupt a thousand good people? Yeah whatever yeah. it doesn't matter anyway so but so we're, we're told that this ghostwriter decided i can't give this contract over so he did something no writer's ever done he outran the devil himself whoa what so then later sam elliot acts as a mentor to nick cage's new ghost writer. a godfather might one might say Sure. If you want to make that case, I am still not. A, I I do not feel you've made enough of a case for this Cinderella metaphor, Megan. So okay, let's. Well, okay. Here's the thing, Amber.
0: When when Johnny Cage, uh, when it becomes night, he becomes Ghost Rider, and when it becomes morning, he changes back. His his carriage become his 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 um, fiery hell motorcycle carriage becomes a regular motorcycle with flames on it and uh he he's thrust back into um you know his normal self and uh the clock has struck dawn and uh now
1: he's uh johnny blaze again emmer that's what you got cinderella story that's what you okay okay one is the clock strikes midnight not dawn this night and day rules are like mm-hmm. werewolf vampire rules yeah. so much so much more so werewolf vampires. like especially the transformation it's not like cinderella was like oh my god how oh, it hurts oh this beautiful <laughs> dress oh was? it's where they put the pain <laughs> but what if she was it's just <laughs> screaming why are the shoes growing out of my feet and why does it hurt so much They weren't made of glass. They were made of her own bones. Oh, God. And Sam Elliott's not the one who gave him the magic powers. That was the devil, girl. At best, Sam Elliott is like Gus Gus or Jack. (laughs) You know, he's there to help him make the first dress and offer some wisdom. And then when shit goes to hell, sure. Then think about this. When they have to go to the town to save Eva Mendez and give over the contract, he guides him to the town, much uh-huh. like Jack and Gus Gus with the horses that uh-huh. pulled the carriage.
0: I see. So you're making e- e- okay. So so you're saying it's not a Cinderella story, but if it was, it's uh, Sam Elliott. He's not the, not, not the Godfather. God, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, Amber, I, I really want, I really want to make my case, but. You know you you're you're right, and they even like honed in on like a full moon at one point, point. and I was, was like why? I was like fuck like Amber had like we've been arguing about this the whole movie whether it's a werewolf story or a Cinderella story rules, and then they honed in on a full moon, and I was like ah fuck I've lost like I, I already had very thin ice I was walking on, and now god
1: damn it they did I I would say if we look at this as maybe one of the better werewolf movies I've seen. Like most werewolf mm-hmm. movies are just garbage. Yeah, but you know, sure. he's solid transformation scenes, mm-hmm. you know, he only transforms in the presence of evil so he doesn't have to worry about like hurting good people or loved ones. So it's, it's you right. know, it's, it's not the guy who like turns into the werewolf and just slaughters everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, a kind of a virtue story, but there is definitely that sense of like painful transformation, I can't control it. And then yep. he gets arrested and gets thrown into a jail cell And this is when I think they show the full moon. And then he, since he's in the presence of so much evil in like this communal holding cell, he starts to transform and he can't Mm -hmm. control it. And at one point he literally turns around to the prisoners, claws his fingers (laughs) and goes, (laughs) "Rar, "Rar!" It's so, (laughs) oh boy, that's ridiculous. Nick Cage full on turned Ghost Rider into a werewolf. Yep. And then, you know, when they're having the final fight in the church, it it apparently isn't just about Dawn. It's also about like sticking to the shadows so that he can maintain his ghostwriter powers. So it's sort of this like monster vampire werewolf rules. Right, yeah. I can make fire and be a skull face in the darkness. In the
0: dark, but only in the darkness. Only
1: in the darkness, Megan. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. (laughs) I do have to say, I think one of my favorite moments in the jail cell, like was the jail cell moment hmm because he takes out all of these bad guys it's, yep. it does seem to be a holding cell that's entirely full of really violent skinheads yep
0: white dude big white dudes who are bald yep. and
1: one black kid yep a teenager yep looks maybe 16 mm-hmm don't know why a child is in a holding cell with adult men nope but when you know the Ghost Rider transforms, does his thing, he points at the kid, who's the only one left standing, and says, INNOCENT! (laughs) And then walks out. And there's just something so appropriate about the fact that there is a young black child in a Uh jail cell filled with very violent, clearly criminal men. And we're told Mm -hmm. that the ghostwriter can tell that they're criminals. Right. And can also tell that this kid is full-on innocent. Right. is this social commentary? Yes, that, did they just make a social commentary? Did they just like slip in the fact that we tend to treat black kids like they're both adults and criminals when in fact there's they've done nothing wrong? Was mm-hmm. this a little bit of like backdoor <laughs> wokeness? Yeah,
0: right? It does seem like it, 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 the the fact that they never touched it again or, or thought about it again kind of makes it yeah lessens the Very impact weak. a bit. But but I wanted to say toothless again. Ah, oh, toothless is in my mind.
1: Um but but yeah, it really does seem to be that. And then, you know, Ghost Rider leads them on a merry chase and there's this whole the whole fact that he gets arrested and then gets chased by cops and is destroying he destroys so much property. Yeah by simply
0: driving down the street he leaves like these marks in the street he burns the asphalt as he goes and like tosses cars into like shop windows and melts lampposts and shit
1: it's not great and if anybody had been on the street they would be dead when he took that first ride
0: 100 percent dead he seems to get better at controlling his out of like his his like just like <laughs> annihilation by driving uh, tendencies no. after his first night. But much like a werewolf learning to oh harness their <laughs> wolfing oh <boy>. powers
1: <laughs> and mm. not cause as much collateral damage, I'm saying. Uh, I'm this right. is All right. this is a mediocre werewolf movie and mm. a bad ghostwriter movie. Mm. You know, he doesn't doesn't want the woman he loves to be around, to get caught in the fallout. I can get behind what you're saying, Amber. <laughs> I hate to lose my you Cinderella sound so story, defeated. but
0: mm. <laughs> it'd just be funnier if it was Cinderella rules. but it, it is be. very funny.
1: His I mean his his motorcycle does turn into something fancier and he does have a mentor that's there to help him. The uh, evil stepsisters would be the fallen angels he has well, to murder. Yeah, the, what, does the he elementals? murder the evil stepsisters?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I don't have legs to stand on, Amber. Very sad.
1: I'm sorry. The one scene that got a reaction out of you. Oh yes, this is, yeah, <laughs> which I which made mm-hmm. me laugh very hard, and I, I, I fully agree with. Is of course you know Sam Elliott mentoring mentoring mentoring. Oh blah blah blah. Some for, for some reason, Nick Cage's motorcycle just keeps bringing him back to a cemetery, and Nick Cage doesn't question it. A right. cemetery that has a man who knows all about the Ghost Rider. So I guess his motorcycle is sentient. Yeah. and doesn't like the devil because he keeps bringing him to the one man who's ever defied him yeah the, the
0: the his bike i believe you call it horsey bikey um because it very they very much uh treat the his motorcycle like a horse he, he like, a whistles bike-y. for it and and stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah it seems to have a personality it's a little bit cheeky mm-hmm yep we learn that, of course, Sam Elliott is the ghostwriter who thwarted the devil what? and didn't deliver the Thousand Soul contract. It's a boiler alert. Which is the one thing Nick Cage needs to save Eva Mendes. He needs to bring the contract to the devil's son to get Eva Mendes back. He also doesn't know where the town is, where he's supposed to be meeting the devil's son. How Whatever am I supposed to do? find this place and this contract? Well, it turns out Sam Elliott not only has the contract, but he knows the place because the places where the contract was, it's this town that was evil people. Mm-hmm. So he transforms into the old-timey ghostwriter. A astride yes. of horse made of flames. Which is cool. And they ride through the desert, horse keeping up with horsey bikey. Flames kicked up in their wake. Mm-hmm. Megan, what was your response to this?
0: <laughs> well, I believe I said to you, my friend Amber, mm-hmm. that uh, this was my love language. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam Elliott... Upon a flaming um, horse skeleton and, uh, uh, yeah, keeping up with a flaming motorcycle, riding through the desert, leaving uh, horsey, flamey uh, footsteps and bike tracks was it was a beautiful sight. I'm not I mean, I'm
1: not embarrassed to say it. No, nor should you be. It was beautiful. It was it was beautiful. And only slightly undercut by the fact that when they arrived at this town, Sam Elliott then just turned back into a person and said, well, that's all I had left in me. You're on your own. Bye. Yeah, no, that was kind of a wild thing
0: to have happen and such an anticlimactic way for Sam Elliott to leave. He's like, that was the last time I could change into a ghostwriter. And uh, now I'm going to just die. Maybe. Okay, Bye. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was like, wow, that was, that was dumb. That was Okey-dokey. fucking stupid as shit. Cool. I mean, it looked cool. I guess it was kind of worth it. And yeah. of course, he, he says more nonsense about legends and blah, blah, blah. And anyone who's got the guts to sell his soul for love has the power to change the world. Huh? Yeah.
0: I but guess but you, picture you that in your Sam, Sam Elliott's voice. voice. So.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're good. I guess I'm convinced, but mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm convinced of. <laughs> Johnny Blades beats the devil. Whatever. Mm. and then drives off again on Eva Mendez. On Eva Mendez. Sorry. that's actually <laughs> oh, that's actually no. not true. He intends to leave to 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 thwart the devil. He can't stay with Eva Mendez cuz he decided to keep being a werewolf. Um and he they they do but the last thing you see is them kissing at their special tree of abandonment.
0: Yeah. Remember
1: where this he's... place where we used to have so many romantic times and then I ripped out your heart and stomped on it.
0: Anyway, let's go make
1: out under there, and then I'm going to do it all over again. Indeed I am. But you mm-hmm. get it. Devil, rider, werewolf to. business. It's, you know. She says to him, this is who you were always meant to be. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I How? always knew that you'd be a skull with flames around it, bounty hunter for the devil um, that you've defied and now kept the powers for and will uh, hunt evil throughout the world.
1: You always had so much potential, I guess. Even the devil is impressed with the life that he's built for himself as a daredevil. It's like, oh, just watching, I've been there, I've always been there, as you've grown into the man you've become. It's all of this stunt biking and video game making, and oh, it's, it's like watching an investment mature. I'm like, what is... The fucker can't die, like... It's not talent, it's fucking magic. He's driving a bike on a ramp over stuff. I'm not saying it's not, well, it's actually, for a normal person, yes, that is insanely dangerous and takes some skill. For him, not so much. No, he can't die. And he knows it. He's figured it out. Anyway.
0: Anywho. Amber, I can't even muster up the, 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 the puckishness to ask you. Amber, what do you think of this movie? On the rock scale, regrettable, outstanding, incredible, okay.
1: Ghost Rider broke you. I now have respect for it. (laughs) Thank you, Ghost Rider.
0: It is regrettable. This movie is regrettable, except for that scene with Sam Elliott uh, riding a ghost horse. It's
1: not doing anything wrong, necessarily. It's just not doing anything right. It's it's an hour and 50 minutes of, huh. Yeah. I, I remember liking it. I feel like yeah. the first time I watched it, and now I just, I watched it, and then I was like, Megan, I don't know if I have anything to say about this movie that is in line with our Let's Celebrate This. Yeah. So I apologize if this has just been a very negative podcast. You didn't have to listen to it. Yeah, so, this is on you. We warned you in the beginning. We warned you! You could mm-hmm. shut this off at any time. Yeah, it's true. Did you give us that attitude. <laughs> Megan, if they want to give us that attitude... Uh-huh. Do we have, like, a Twitter and an oh, email, Oh, shit, we? Wow
0: oh, fuck, you are after like 50 episodes bringing it back to the fact that we have social media. I mean,
1: I'm not the one in charge of it, friend. Yeah,
0: Yeah. we're we're at Bad Movies Rock on Twitter. We have a um, Gmail at Bad Movies Rock Podcast at gmail.com to drop your um, thoughts. And I will check that email at some point again. Um, Best to get us on Twitter. You can, uh, you know, um, give us ratings on iTunes and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I guess you, I guess you can do that if you really want to. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, d- don't do any of this, especially not for this episode. <laughs> 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 or do what you want. You're a free agent, Megan. Do you have an Abby story? I
0: do. Um, I was reading a uh, story to Abby, and um, as we were. Um, reading the Little Mermaid, uh, she just kind of uh, uh, looked at me and said, "Do octopuses have mouths?
1: Do they make noise?" Those are good questions.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a really like, good
1: questions. I like yeah. where her mind is at. I love that that's where mm-hmm. her mind is at while listening to the story of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was it was great. We, she uh, should Erica be curious. Look, yeah,
0: Erica looked it up. Uh, octopus or octopi are silent hunters.
1: They are indeed they're like they ambush have, hunters
0: yeah they do have mouths y'all
1: oh yes they definitely do yeah and they're very clever it's being curious mm-hmm. about octopuses is a hundred percent a good sign because octopuses are yeah. awesome they are that's a I very am, good point i am forever impressed with abby every everything she does gives me hope for the future of this world Mm-hmm. it's very nice listening to little mermaid tell me about them octopuses Let's talk about I want to learn it. I don't please. care about the prince. I don't care about the singing. I don't care about that crab. Ariel, whatever. But tell me about octopuses. Let's think about this for a Let's little think, bit. Let's think, because that seems fascinating. Mm-hmm. They have a separate brain in every one of their limbs, Megan. Yeah. They can change colors. They can use tools. They are so freaking cool. Have you heard about cape octopuses? No. They have built up a resistance to the venom of, I think it's the Man of War, which is like one of the most venomous and painful creatures Uh, in the sea. Why did they build up that that resistance? Not because they want to eat them, oh no. It's because they want to get close enough to rip off their arms so that they can use them as weapons themselves. Yeah. And the octopus has a cape. That's amazing. What, what? That's amazing. What are these Mm -hmm. creatures? Awesome. You know what, that's my recommendation. Learn about Octopi. octopuses. Yeah, that's fair. Look up the Cape Octopus and marvel at its splendor. Learn things. The Abbey has led to my recommendation. Go go fall in love with an octopus. Hmm. That's beautiful, Amber. Guess you could watch that documentary on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher. It was fine. Watch some octopus videos. They can squeeze through tiny holes. They're mischievous. Yeah. Do that. Go down that YouTube hole.
0: Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Megan, do you have it. a recommendation? Amber, I'm finally ready to do it. I'm going to recommend Critical Role. Dot. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to do it under some very, very specific circumstances. Um... Critical Role is a, um, uh, you know, it's a podcast slash, uh, it, they also film it and put it on Twitch and it's also on YouTube. Um, it's, uh, Matt Mercer is the DM and him and a bunch of voice actors get together and they, um, they play D&D together. Um, they're all very good at it. Um. They have had two, like, long seasons. One which is over, one which is probably coming to an end. Um, Be forewarned that each episode is three to four hours long. Um, It takes a long time to get into it, um, to kind of, like, get invested in the story. Um, But if you have time... And you need to listen to something constantly. So, you know, the little demons in your head don't talk too much. This is a really good, um, this is a, this is a good thing to have on, you know, in the background and like, eventually you will kind of get to, um, really, um, enjoy the characters. Um, there's a lot of like downtime, like they play, like the the D&D we play, we don't like, worry so much about like finding an inn for the night or having to do spell components or having to um eat uh all that kind of stuff and and they definitely play like all the all the rules of D&D um which can be a, i mean it's a actual play podcast watch thing where like so they're you're going through each and every they don't edit it it's like you yeah, you see it all so it it's long um yeah if you have like I don't know 200
1: extra hours in your week. You could give it a try or background hours. I mean you were you were talking about, you know, just put it on the background and pay attention when you want to pay attention and brain demons you mentioned that maybe we should um So anyway, Amber, talk about. let's
0: wrap this up with uh saying like I always
1: do. Sure.
0: I'm allergic to rocks hitting me in the head.
1: I mean that's like saying I'm allergic to getting stabbed. Seems like someone's trying to be cheeky, facetious. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm it's allergic to
1: rocks hitting me in the head.
0: Micro. It's he was being cheeky. What's a micro? Micro is uh, he's the guy who. Is he very um, small? No, he's from um, Dirty Jobs. It was a show on uh, Discovery Channel. Okay.
1: Sort of an yes. e- educational person. He
0: ca- Kind of, but he would get into like all these all these jobs that um, you know people sometimes consider dirty jobs, and kind of show how like hard and important those jobs were.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's good. That's it was, helpful. Yeah, it adding was, perspective it, to our lives. Yeah, I, yeah. And asking people not to throw rocks at his head. I mean, I'm allergic to having rocks thrown at any part of me. I would say, in terms of you know bruising, cuts, rage. Don't throw rocks yeah. at people.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good, good moral to the story.
1: Stoning is bad, regardless mm. of what the Bible tells you. Yes. Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. Have a good weekend this year. <laughs> Bye, Amber. <laughs> Bye, Megan.